Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that will teach, motivate, and inspire you to stop at nothing to fulfill your dreams. Today, I am joined by a special guest. She is a divorce lawyer, an empowerment trainer, and author of the book, Relationship Solutions. Sonia Frontera, we're going to be talking about abusive relationships today. A lot of people don't really realize, but an abusive relationship is not just physical. It can be psychological. So we're going to get into that. And we're going to be talking about Sonia's seven-year relationship that was psychologically abusive, how she got out of it, and how she is helping others. So Sonia, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Curtis. It's an honor to be with you today. Let's start off by giving people a little bit of background about yourself, telling us who you are. Sure. Um, currently, as you said, I'm an attorney and, and I'm also an empowerment trainer. I've been practicing law for 26 years, but my greatest passion is to help others empower themselves and create their lives they deserve, especially in light of adversity. I want people to know that adversity is not bad. It's fuel for transformation. So that is my mission. And I'm also a domestic violence speaker and advocate and empowerment trainer. I came in, I get to uh, become familiar with domestic abuse in my marriage. I got married very young. I was 24. And I realized within 24 hours of the wedding that I had married a psychologically abusive man. And I did not see that coming. And being a good old Catholic girl from a conservative family, it was kind of hard for me to get out of the relationship. And that is one of the reasons why I am out there trying to educate people regarding abusive relationships, because I don't want others to go through what I went through. And I want them to know what constitutes abuse and that they deserve to be happy and in an abuse-free relationship. So... This is kind of like a two-part question. The first part is you got married with this guy. How long were you dating it? And why didn't you, why do you feel like you didn't catch the abuse until 24 hours after you got married? And the second part of the question would be what kind of things went on in the relationship that made you realize you're in an abusive relationship. Well, actually, we had been together for three years before we got married. And, and that, that's one of the things that people wonder about. How long were you together and how come you didn't know? And we had a beautiful relationship and we were very much in love when we got married. And 24 hours, we are on our way to Mexico to the honeymoon when he starts becoming verbally abusive to me on the plane and saying very, very nasty things uh, about me and about my family. And he said, from now on, everything is going to change. And I did not see that one coming. So I was very much taken aback. I didn't know what to do. I did not realize at the time that this was an abusive relationship because it's really a very fine line between just doing mean things here and there and being in, a, in an abusive relationship, which is something that's more systematic. Uh, 
So, so that's how I came in contact with that. And, and I became aware that the relationship was abusive when I was in law school. And I volunteered to be uh, an intern at the domestic violence unit at the, at the courthouse in Newark. And when I received the training there, I realized that what was happening in my marriage was actually consistent with domestic abuse. So because of your faith, it was hard for you to get out of the relationship. What changed and what made you say, okay, I realize my faith, you know, I'm supposed to stay in this to death, do us part, but I got to get out of this. What changed in those seven years? Well, actually, um, I am Catholic. I, I grew up Catholic. I went to Catholic school and you know, my first stop when things started going sour in the marriage was clergy. And I did not get the support from from the priest we first talked to. And that was very demoralizing. And then as things got worse and started escalating, I went to other priests and other clergy for help. And they were more supportive. And they told me emphatically to get out. But getting out of an abusive relationship is not easy. So what I had to do was empower my first myself first. And I worked with a counselor in Catholic Charities and and other mental health professionals, and they helped me find the courage to leave. Uh, for me, one of the most important things in, in my empowerment journey was uh, going to school. I started going to law school while I was in the marriage, and that gave me a buffer between my husband and myself and uh, gave me a new opportunity to start over and gave me new friends. So, um, that was a big part of it, but it got to a point where he became verbally abusive in public. And that's where I decided to draw the line. It's bad enough that this is happening behind closed doors and nobody knows about this. I'm not taking this out in public. And that's when I decided to leave. So what made you decide to become a divorce lawyer since your faith is against divorce to death through us part? What made you decide to become a divorce lawyer? Well, actually, it's a it's a long and twisted road. But the short the the, the the to make a long story short, I started out in divorce court in family court when I got out of school. Um, I did a clerkship in family court. And that was uh, by choo- by choosing the judge, not necessarily because I wanted to be involved in divorce. And I absolutely hated it. Divorce law is very toxic. But um, eight years ago, I became disabled with migraines and I could no longer do litigation. And a friend who's a collaborative divorce lawyer encouraged me to try divorce law. She thought it would be uh, collaborative divorce law would be a better fit for me. And collaborative divorce is different from regular litigated divorce because people agree in advance that they are going to settle their case. So it's a lot less toxic and a lot less adversarial. And I thought it'd be a good fit for me and it would allow me to help people and use my personal experience to make a difference in the life of others. So how did you ultimately end up ending the relationship? Did you just say, hey, I want a divorce and the person went away or did they give you a lot of problems? How did you end up ending things? Well, actually, at that point when I became determined to let the relationship go, I simply said it, 
this is over. I can't continue like this. I want a divorce and I'm out of here. And my resolve was very evident and it was very clear that I was not changing my mind. Um, so it went relatively smoothly. I have to say that the divorce itself was easier than the marriage. We were able to work things out, divide our property and go our separate ways without much drama. Thank God. Well, tell us about what you're doing now to help other people who went through the same thing that you went through and, and kind of talk about the ways that people can know when a relationship is psychologically abusive. Psychological abuse is very, very nuanced and it's very hard to know. You see, it's so easy for someone, if somebody beats you up, if someone physically hurts you, it's and there's bruising, it's really easy to make that distinction. But when it comes to psychological abuse, it can be very subtle. And uh, for example, one of the most critical things that abusers do is try to isolate the victim. Abuse is about power and control. So they can do different things that do not in, uh, involve physical contact. It can be as, as simple as, and this is what my husband would, would uh, do, criticizing you, putting you down, trying to separate you from friends and family and alienate you from your support systems. And uh, it could be as subtle as saying bad things about your friends. That's one thing my ex-husband used to do constantly, um, talk about my friends, um, say nasty things or say bad things about my family, stick around when I was having conversations with friends and family and then started uh, when, once you hung up the phone, you know, making comments about the conversation so that you don't want to be around the people that normally are dear to you and support you just so that you can avoid all the annoyance that comes afterwards. Uh, it can be things like picking fights uh, on the way to, let's say, a restaurant or a party when you're going to be meeting with friends. It can be controlling your money, limiting your access to money or your ability to make a living by showing up at your work and creating disturbances. It could be sexual abuse where they make you uh, or try to coerce you into engaging in sexual acts that you don't want to engage in. Um, it, it's, it's a lot of different things. And then there's gaslighting where, where an abuser just wants to try to make you think you're crazy. And they can do that in a variety of ways. It can be uh, things like pretending something never happened or that they never said or did things and it's all in your imagination. And that's why it's really, really important for anyone who suspects something is wrong in the relationship to have a heightened awareness of what's happening, of all the interactions that are going on. And, and keeping a journal uh, and, and keeping things in writing is very good because at least you have something to go back to uh, and refer to uh, after the incident so that you can look back on it with more clarity and make decisions that are more informed. Well, let's talk about your book, Relationship Solutions. Tell us about that book and what people can expect to find when they read it. Um, sure. Relationship Solutions is my second book. It is a gender neutral book that helps people who are unhappily married to create lives they love. It provides a roadmap to self-discovery. So if you're unhappy in your relationship, 
uh, or you're going through a divorce, you're contemplating divorce, or you're recovering from a divorce, you can learn to understand what were the traps that got you in, the thought and behavior patterns that got you in the relationship. So you can make an informed decision whether the relationship can be saved or not so that you don't repeat those same mistakes in the future and that you can learn to see your life differently and use these relationship problems instead of of being seen as a failure, but as an opportunity for personal growth. It it is a, a book that has a lot of information that can be used uh, by people individually that can be used in, in uh, conjunction with uh, counseling is something that couples can do together. And it's something that helps you at every step of the way and at different areas of your life. It, it provides people's tools that, that they can use so they can create, your, create their lives intentionally and uh, in ways that are fulfilling and promote self-expression and joy. In your bio, you said, now you've been happily married for 14 years. So talk about the transition from being in an unhappy marriage to being happily married. And what is that like? And did you have any trust issues or issues transferring from one to the other? Well, actually, I I divorced and I took four years to enjoy my life. And I, I didn't actually date for four years. And I had the best time. I took the time to pursue things that fulfilled me and made me happy. I was just starting a new career. I had new friends, new hobbies, and it was a really, really wonderful time. And that's why I recommend that people who get out of a relationship take the time to rediscover themselves and and find joy in life and become their own best friends so that they don't rely on partners for validation, for entertainment, for support, so that they can become more self-reliant. And that way, when they come into a new relationship, they have something wonderful to bring to it. So that's what I did. I met my husband uh, four years after I got married, after I got divorced. And then um, we dated for seven years before we get married. So we got to know each other very well and uh, have a very solid relationship. And we're going to be together for 22 years now. And I have to say it was it was a good choice. And I think it's really important to give yourself the time to heal before you move on to another relationship. Are there any projects that you're working on, any upcoming projects that people need to know about? I am really excited now that the COVID restrictions are being uh, lifted little by little. I am really excited. I will start doing live retreats and workshops. Well, tell us about those retreats and workshops. What, What happens at these workshops and retreats? My retreats are interactive and they are a lot of fun. I like to help people understand their lives better, understand themselves better. And I engage in a number of different exercises and and they vary from one retreat to another. So um, people can get to interact with one another and be mirrors of one another. I am a firm believer that we mirror one another. We learn from what we do 
and we reflect to the people around us. So I encourage people to participate and talk. And, and I do things that are actually fun because getting to know yourself needs to be a fun process. You are a wonderful person inside and you need to get in touch with it. So we do a lot of different exercises. Some are indoors, some are outdoors. And like I said, it depends on every retreat. But the bottom line is to help people at different stages. I have workshops that are about creating your new your new story, restarting your life. After divorce, I have retreats for people who aren't sure whether or not they are headed for divorce. Is the relationship uh, something that can be saved or not? So they can come up with the answers within themselves and in general for people to claim their power so they can create the lives from the point where they are to where they want to be. So there's a variety of different uh, different retreats, some uh, with women only, and some are co-ed. So they're a lot of fun. So anyone who's interested in learning more about them as, as uh, uh, the plans become more concrete, come to my website and you will find out more where these retreats will be and how you can join. That was the next question. Go ahead and throw out your contact info, your website, and how people can purchase your books and your social media links. The best way to get in touch with me is by visiting my website, soniafrontera.com. And there you will find links to all my social media, as well as uh, information about any retreats, any events, any podcasts that I have been in, in my blog. And there's some freebies as well. So come by, visit and peruse. And if you have any questions, feel free to send me an email. There's a contact form and I answer all the questions. So anybody who wants to connect with me uh, should feel free to do so. SoniaFrontera.com. The website will be in the show notes. Do you have any final thoughts to close it out? Anything about abuse or anything that you would like to talk about that we haven't covered? Yes, I would like to tell all your listeners who think they might be in an abusive relationship to get help. We all need to be in respectful relationships. We deserve love and respect, and we need to feel safe. If you think you may be in an abusive relationship, get help. The best thing to do is reach out to a domestic violence agency, and you can go to one locally and nationally. The National Domestic Violence Hotline is a phenomenal resource. Do check them out. They can help you understand your situation, refer you to any resources that might be useful, and they can help you plan an escape safely because ending an abusive relationship is the most dangerous time in a relationship. So when in doubt, get help. You deserve to be happy. And if you have it in front of you, go ahead and give out that phone number or website to that National Domestic Violence Organization. The website is thehotline.org. Perfect. So if you or somebody you know is going through an abusive relationship, go to thehotline.org and get help ASAP. Sonia, I would like to thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Curtis. It's and been a list, pleasure. And listeners, if you're an Android user, go to the Google Play Store and download the Living the Dream with Curveball app. And be sure to follow, rate, and review after listening. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream. dream.